It's the only name that has the power of God released in the earth. Seemingly, 
as we progress here in the earth, the name of Jesus becomes more offensive, amazing. You can talk about God, all this, but now all of a sudden, people are attacking the name of Jesus, okay? Uh, amazingly, not only are we saved by that name, but we're baptized into that name. Matthew, the first chapter, 21st verse. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. The Lord is salvation. For he will save his people from their sins. The name is important. Okay? It's vastly important. Matthew 24, 9. Then they will hand you... This is present day starting, okay? Then they will hand you over to endure tribulation and uh, will put you to death and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. That's the future. That's what's going to be happening during the tribulation period. As we see even now, the name of Jesus is being attacked. People are openly attacking Jesus' name. Um, you know, it's the fringe, but it's still happening. But it's a uh, preview of what's to come. Now, you know, after the rapture, the church is lifted out. What's left, the residue that's left on the earth, basically is the ungodly. But there will be a sprinkling of people who are, uh, who are redeemed, but not as into the body of into the body of Christ, they'll be redeemed uh, to a different situation. But the name of Jesus will still be proclaimed on the earth, and we just read, people will be put to death, and hatred will come because they named that name. And it's starting to happen today. Uh, we see it all around. Uh, to the lost, it is, it, it is the only uh, it's the only way to be saved. That's the name of Jesus. To the redeemed, it's the power of that name. Uh, we gather in that name. We do everything in that name. Our prayers are through that name. We're healed through that name. Ephesians 5.20 Always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks in His name. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. And such were some of you before you believed, but you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. Now listen to this. This is a statement of fact. If you're not careful, some of these things get pushed over into the future which is erroneous, but you hear preachers preaching futuristic things that are already presently facts, and so it starts to distort it. For instance, this past week, I was listening to a minister minister, and I was intrigued by his title. His title was Sanctify Your Spirit. And I'm thinking, okay, the only way that could happen from his title Sanctifying your spirit, the only way that can happen is the new birth. After the new birth, but that's what not that's not what he was doing. He was trying to preach to a mixed congregation, sinners and, and saints, 
and he was all up in the sanction that they needed to sanctify their uh, spirits. And I'm thinking, really? So I listened to him some more, and he went over to David, or he went over to Samuel, and he took the text from the time when they were removing the ark and some, the, the ark of the covenant, and the, and the oxen stumbled, and a person reached up uh, with unclean hands and touched the, the ark of the covenant, and uh, was uh, he died immediately. Of course, you, you got to understand these things prior before because this man was spiritually dead. Okay, because he couldn't be spiritually alive yet. Jesus is, hasn't gone to the cross. This is back in the in Samuel's in the book of Samuel. Okay, so now this guy develops his whole sermon from this particular situation, and he wants to prove to everybody that you can't do anything for God unless you got a clean heart and clean hands. Well, that's true. But the idea here is, is you can't clean your heart. If you could clean your heart, then Jesus didn't need to go to the cross. So you can't sanctify your heart. God sanctifies your heart. And then let's go on a little bit farther. Once your heart is sanctified, God seals it. So now what can you do with your heart? Huh? What can you do with your heart after God seals it? You can't put anything in it and you can't take anything out of it. That's what the sealing's for, isn't it? And it says you're sealed until the day of redemption. You're sealed until the sealing is broke. The seal would be broken at redemption when, when the church is raptured or when whatever happens. Okay? The sealing takes place now and you're sealed until then. So listen. Uh, it's amazing what's being preached today. And listen, you miss one little part. You you miss one little. You miss one little thing in the foundation, and you keep building on it. And it's just like the old adage that we use with airplane pilots being off one degree from the airport that they uh, exited from, one degree to the airport that they're going to. By the time they get there, they're many degrees off. Well, that's the same way with understanding the Scripture. One degree off, by the time you get through, you're many degrees off. And now you're believing things that are not true. We see that the name of Jesus touches every phase of the church life. In the early church, we see that the name of Jesus was more received and affected those people more than today. Why? Why doesn't, excuse me, why doesn't the name of Jesus affect more people today? Why is it has lost its, effect, its, its effectiveness? Why is more people not involved? Well, one thing is because of the boldness of people to attack the name. People would like to keep a low profile so they, they don't want to use the name. But listen to me. For the body of Christ, it's the only name. There is no other name given under God, under heaven, from God, that will loose the power of God in your life. Now listen, you're saying about miracle working God. Okay, yes. How does God work miracles? Basically, He's going to work miracles through the body of Christ, through the church. And He's going to do this when the church recognizes the authority in the name of Jesus. 
Because we have to do everything in his name. Everything is done in the name of Jesus. So in the early church, they were more excited about the name of Jesus. Remember when James was going to the temple, met the crippled man, and said, Look, silver and gold I don't have, but I'll tell you what I will give you. Everything I give you will be in the name of Jesus. Well, don't you remember it created such a ruckus in Jerusalem that people were using the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, that the high priest and the hierarchy got upset. Remember? Matter of fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they uh, incarcerated some of the disciples and treated them badly, and upon the release, they said, don't use that name anymore. <laughs> Why would they tell it? Okay, today it's about the same way, but it's coming from a kind of a different direction. But it's still the same thing. Don't use that name anymore. Why? It's the only name that has the power of God released in the earth. Amen. Now, you know, we know the scenario. Uh, the, the, uh, the laws of the land were, were created in such a way that there were so many loopholes that Madeleine O'Hara was able to bring a suit against the country, against the, uh, America, and she won her suit based on the fact of the laws and how they were written and how they were interpreted. And so her, her problem was God. And, uh, of course, if you followed up on her life later on, it was, uh, her, her demise was not very pleasant. But her son became a minister, uh, and, but prayer was removed from the schools. And that was just a crack in the, in the dike or a little opening in the door. Next thing now, God is removed out of the Bible reading is out, prayer's out, God's out. Anything pertaining to God is offensive because you got a class of 50 and you have one ungodly person in there. you got 49 godly people. 49 godly people want God in there, and one person doesn't want God in there because of the ways our laws are established. That one person can get the ruling and win over 49, which is amazing. Okay. Amazing, but it's the way it is, and that's how we things have been shifted and twisted and turned to the to today. That's why the early church, listen, the early church appreciated the name of Jesus greater than his name is appreciated today, and that's sad because it's two thousand years that it should have been stronger and stronger, but in two thousand years, the people have grown weaker because. This isn't preached. This isn't taught. All these other feel-good messages are taught when the real basic truth is without the name of Jesus, you hadn't got anything. You're spinning your wheels and you're wasting your time and you're getting defeated and stolen from. It's the name of Jesus. Jesus. 